Hello, everyone. Welcome to Fresh Death Comics. It's our season finale. Yes, bringing out 2022. It's ending. So we're going to start out with a whole new season next year. Uh, you guys will be listening to this on the first or second. Let's be honest. By the time I edit and get this out, um, it's New Year's Eve officially. So we are toasting. Uh, Happy New Year's to you guys. Happy New Year. So here we are. We're going to finish out the year. Uh, with a show, let we're gonna talk about. Uh, we have to finish up our Christmas stuff. Yep. We got AI technology to talk about because it's been taking over everything. Yes, all the things. And then we're gonna finish out talking about our favorite movies of the year. So let's uh, let's start off with Christmas. Uh, we we were real excited. We we're gonna watch some Christmas movies, and then things went downhill. Very, very fast. Yeah. Uh, my, literally, my last week of work uh, kind of had a stress-induced seizure, so that was super fun. Uh, that totally knocked us off track because I was in the hospital for a couple of days. couple of days? It was like a whole week. Yeah, it, pretty It much. was a week from was... Monday to Friday, and I, fe- I couldn't... And all I could think about is here I am, I have this house, and I'm like, this house is stupid without you. <laughs> Like, life is stupid. doesn't make any sense. And I'm like, all I want for Christmas is you. I want you to get better. Yeah. I want you. And that that was my wish. Now, because you've been in the hospital, mm-hmm. um, I didn't tell my parents. Yeah. So you were in the hospital. Your sinuses are all kinds of messed up. Oh, yeah. Like, normally I normally I have uh, nosebleeds in, in standard heating, like uh, uh, radiator heating. So that's fun as is. So I have a humidifier, which I had been using, but guess where there's not a humidifier? In the hospital. Yep. So uh, you came back and you're you're sniffling. You can't, and your nose has just been runny, and you think you're sick. And I am yep. telling my mom like it's just allergies. It's this or that because we're there for Christmas. Yeah. And then Christmas. We got scared because you've been so exhausted that you were like, I think I might be sick a little bit. I, I'm uncertain. Mm-hmm. Yep. So that was enough. Uh, my sister being um, immunocompromised, we can't take any risks. So my mom's like, you're out of the house. You're gone. We're kicking you out. So we Which got. Which I was fine with. Like, I, I felt horrible at that point. Like, honestly, the thought of going back and going back to bed for a couple of hours sounded great. So here I am in, in the hotel. She's sleeping. I'm like, I know she's not sick. She's just tired. So what do I do? So I, I, I just dawned on me that I, if genies are real, I just wasted a wish. Because I was like, all I want for Christmas is Amy. And that's all I got. I'm in a hotel room with you. Nothing else. Nothing's opened. I can't go anywhere. Nope. Like, I'm literally trapped with nothing to do. And I, I'm not a social person, so I don't want to sit in the lobby and talk to anyone. So I'm just playing video games. But there's certain things like Pokemon, I don't want to get too far ahead of you because I like battling with you yeah. and kind of going at the same pace. So Yeah, now that we've both evolved. Yeah. Oh, my crocodile. But so here we are sitting in the hotel, and I'm just like, this sucks. So you wake up a few hours later and you're like, I'm feeling good. So we go down to the gas station, get some gas station pizza. Because apparently, I didn't say this internally, I didn't realize. (laughs) Right? You didn't realize what? I I thought that I had said to myself in my internal monologue, ooh, that pizza looks really good. Oh, no, you said that out loud. Yeah, I thought that was internal, not... (laughs) No, you, you you looked at that pizza and you were like, that pizza looks so good. So I said, you want pizza? And you looked at me like, yeah. <laughs> like, I do. Give me pizza. How did you know? I know. And I'm like, and the man looks at you and he goes, and he was, I was like, I guess we're taking a pizza. He goes, you better. That's why he said you better. Because you had said I out missed loud. that. I totally missed that. I don't know if it was... Um... Because we had also uh, baked some brownies because we're spending time with the holidays with our family. So, obviously, trucks need to get involved. Oh, my. Yeah, especially with your side. And that, so, real nervous because the, the heat, I, I, can't, I like it cold. I like to live in Antarctica and Alaska. Yeah. That's why I don't go down to Florida because it's too hot. Mm-mm. Don't like it. I, I, I love the coldness. So, 
the hotel room was so hot. I was Boiling, dying. like literally. So I thought you had gotten me sick. So the next day I'm like, hey, I think I might be sick. <laughs> maybe, maybe it is a sickness. We start driving down the road. I have the windows down. And I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm feeling better. I'm feeling better. We drive up to Auburn, Weedsport. I'm like, oh, I feel great. <laughs> I'm, I was just over-hotted, heated. Over-hotted? I was over-hotted. Over-hotted. So when I am at your family's house, I'm like, this is going to be terrible. I was not looking forward to anything. I know. Like, I just wanted to hang out with your cousin Adam because he's like the coolest guy there. Yeah, he's pretty cool. Especially he was telling me like now he's working for the Nets and I was like, Yeah, this is I dope. didn't realize that until he said that. He's because he's been doing like uh, not exactly freelancing, but kind of paying to be um, uh, a sales speaker of some sort which is funny because now he and i both work in sales just kind of on just different mediums different mediums so i think it's so cool so i know he, he's the coolest guy i like there yeah your family is just they're a lot like they're they, a lot they all they're... and they all know it and own it yeah like your your is it your cousin gail or aunt whoever my, gail is my cousin Gail. she is amazing <laughs> i know like, i like she her takes over the, the conversation like hello I am here. Yep. I am important. <laughs> Did yep, you Gail. not know I'm important? <laughs> and like I knew your mom had said something about this to me. So that's why when she had said, oh, is that the baby? And she said a name. And I was like, no, I'm Brian. Because <laughs> yeah. I know she always tries to make the attention about her. <laughs> and so I just, it's a little touch of like, oh, other people exist. I know. And then she was just like... I know you, <laughs> like the doy. So I just, I, I liked pranking your family a lot. I know. I just... they, yes, yes. Uh, and then, oh my God, <laughs> the gift exchange, the Yankee Yankee swap. It was a, there was Yahtzee involved with a yeah. dice. So it was not the traditional uh, Yankee swap, white elephant gift exchange. Uh, my cousin Adam, thank you, Adam, uh, decided to add some Yahtzee dice elements and he made his own dice which tell me those weren't rigged but anyways uh, but basically you rolled one you get to keep the gift that you had rolled two and you pass to the left roll three pass to the right other stuff like you so one of them you get to steal and then you know you swap with the person who's the birthday closest to you God, it got outrageous because I didn't know like, you never were really guaranteed the gift you're going to get. It was kind of the gift to your left or right is most likely what you're going to end it up yeah. with. And then I tried to mix it up by going, like, across the circle and mixing it up with some gifts that were there. And, yeah, it, it didn't work. <laughs> so, a lot of family stuff. Our Christmas movies just got squashed. And I, I really, the more I thought about it is I was trying to prove what Christmas was, mm -hmm. I think, to myself and what I think the world like sees Christmas as, and I think I just hate Christmas. Fair. Like I like the anti, like, oh, it's the Christmas season. I want to watch movies that have like, basically it's a Christmas world, but we're going to do other things like yeah. trapped in paradise with Nicolas Cage. Yeah. Like these... I would have really liked to have watched that as well. Yeah. So there's a lot of, I think that's what I like. I don't like any movie where like it's Santa and magic and the, these Hallmark movies. Yeah. I can't, they're too saccharine. It's too, it's too much Christmas. It's too sugary. I like that. I don't know how else to say it. It's too, unrealistic But for even me. the movies you chose, like Love Actually, I would prefer not to watch that and watch Trapped in Paradise next year. That's fair. Because I'm like, I, I just, I'm tired of these same stories and I feel like when you talk, when you do a Christmas movie that's not a Christmas movie, mm -hmm. it works and I think that's what people like. Like Home Alone is about a kid who gets, Home Alone could be about any holiday, let's be yeah. honest. It's about a family vacation that goes awry when you forget your child at home. Yes. So it could happen if the whole family went to Disney. It could happen. It doesn't. Home Alone is not a Christmas movie in its essence. Yeah. Like, yes, because it happens at Christmas and, you know, families go on vacation, blah, blah, blah. But technically, Home Alone structure could work any time of the year. I agree. 
So I think that's kind of ingenious, and maybe that's why Home Alone has lasted as long as it has, because it's not really... It's a movie about leaving your son behind, or yeah. if you got left behind. I think that's what makes it special. Die Hard, you know, the more I, I fought with you about is it a Christmas movie or not, it's a movie about a Christmas party, and people got together for it. Like, office Christmas parties suck. Here's your first example. Mm-hmm. So, I... In a sense, like it's 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 a case for these movies. The night before, it's about Christmas, but it's really about guys a guys' night out, and Christmas is kind yeah. of the reason they get to hang out. Yes. So, I think I just learned that I hate Christmas movies. <laughs> yeah, I it. think maybe you like more holiday themed films. Because even, so we, we talked about last time, we were going to watch The Miracle on Number Streets. Yes. Which, that, that version I hadn't seen, by the way, with it, Mara Wilson. And John Hammond from Jurassic Park. Yeah. It was a terror. I hated every single part of that movie. Like, Matilda, Mara Wilson is the best part of it, just because it's Mara Wilson. What, not Celia from Weeds? She was fun, but like, it's not like, she was, I just, the don't like it. Yeah, and I'll 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 tell you one thing, they changed the ending of the movie from the original. So that I was not pleased about and I don't really want to get into it because you haven't seen the original. I haven't. So this mean I got to watch the original next year? I would like to. I think it's the better version. And it's also not Coles. Spelled differently than now Coles. I thought about. And it was Coles. I forgot to look Macy's. this up before the the podcast, but was Kohl's as a department store at this time when we were kids? That I don't. I don't remember don't Kohl's remember. existing until I was almost in college is when I started hearing about Kohl's. Yes, I, I agree. I'd agree. Um, I think maybe at that point it was like a, a chain, a franchise, but maybe not like... Like a small thing, like a Boscow's or something? Yeah, uh, or that they were expanding or it was only in one region that they were really focusing on or whatever. So, uh, needless to say, we did not do very well at our Christmas movies, and I'm, 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 I think I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that too, especially like I've, I think I talked about it a, a couple times on the pod, but uh, my dad passed away five years ago from uh, lung cancer, so that was, you know, it's just always been a hard time for me since then, and I did not realize it was a big number this year, so. Uh, that was a surprise um, when that came around. Which I, I, I never put the numbers together. I knew like it was around this time because I know you and you and Monk are very similar in that way. Mm-hmm. The TV show Monk yes. is that's when Trudy had passed away. It was during uh, Christmas. Mm-hmm. So that's why I like I, I knew knew it was topical, but I didn't realize like, oh, it was also a big number year. So yeah. Well, neither did I. Both my mom and I were like, oh, we thought it was only four, not five, because we're really bad at math. So just the holidays are tough. And if your friends have a tough time around the holidays, just, you know, they're not too psyched about Christmas. You don't really quite get why. Just just let them have their time. That's my PSA. Amy, the future is here. It's robots. It's robots, and they are creating art. That is what they've decided to do with their newfound technology. Oh, shit. AI technology is here. I don't like it. So, uh, th- th- that's our next topic. We are talking about AIs. They are creating artwork. I posted some art online because I'm curious about what AI art really means for us. Like, is this the end of art? Is this good? Is this bad? I have been hearing from all my artist friends, from everyone who we've interviewed, everyone we've met at cons. They have all spoken out and said how much they dislike it. This isn't art. This is stealing. I have asked you what you thought. We we wrote online. We we posted. I I use Spider-Man as an example. Mm. Spider-Man is my favorite character. When I'm going to conventions, when I am going to any kind of pop market cons with small little mini cons. I, I, I'm always looking for a couple of things. A, if you got Spider-Man, you're going to draw my attention. That's how I met Joey Vasquez. You know, young, he's doing a lot of, he does some Marvel stuff now, but when I had met him, like he had a, 
he had some Spider-Man artwork and prints. And I said, ooh, I like that. Let me take a look. Um, if you look around our studio, we've got artwork by Emily Swan. It's Spider-Man and Ninja Turtles. And it's amazing. I love it. I, I've got spider like every. I love Spider-Man and any of his alternate realities that exist of him, I love. So Miles, Spider-Gwen, Spider-Punk, Spider... Spider-Ham might be the only one that's kind of on the... I really didn't like him until John Mulaney voiced him. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. And now I'm like, you're not awful. I kind of like you. But even Spider-Man Noir, I've liked in the video mm -hmm. games and reading every other iteration. So I use that as my example of AI. I have found some AI that was drawn by a computer, and here's the art. It looks phenomenal. And then I also posted two of our... Uh, art by two of my favorite artists, mm -hmm. uh, Ryan Stegman and John Romita Jr. You have you you've met John Romita Jr. Correct. And then Ryan Stegman. At this point, you've seen so much artwork of his that I own yes. that I'm pretty sure it would make you a Ryan Stegman expert as well. At this point, <laughs> I, I I can definitely I feel like I'm an expert on his signature at this point. It's a Stegosaurus. It's, it's it, he really, he saw the opportunity and he went for it. And for that, I applaud him. But it, someone said it to him because I have early stuff where he doesn't do the Stegosaurus. It wasn't until he jumped on Superior where he started doing the Stegosaurus. So I don't know if it was someone suggested like, yo, man, you're the Stegman. You're my dinosaur. And he was like, oh, I should do that. Or is it something he always wanted to do and was, was too afraid? Mm. Something, it's been a question I've, I've wanted to ask him for a while. That's a good so question. That, that is the next time I meet him, I'm going to ask him. All right, I'm going to hold you to it. We asked online. We asked what you guys thought. I asked Hans as well. Yes. Hans's quote was, don't mess with AI, AI bro. I'm out. <laughs> That's a very Hans quote. Th that is uh, what he had thought. Yes. Brandon Gates from Corning. He said, it could literally replace comic book artists. So not the biggest fan. They've already used AI for the art of published comics. Also, it wasn't someone that made AI Spider-Man, but something. Yeah, I, I agree with that 100%. I don't think, just because you put information into it, a computer, I don't think that that actually makes it art. You know, art is meant to be felt. And I just think that that's not something that you can really capture with AI. Also, looking on Facebook, Keaton... Uh, from Endicott. Yes. He said, besides the severe theft issue that these databases pull from, I'm simply moved by things created by people. There's no soul to any AI art. And to be fair, they never look as good as an actual artist's work. I also find very little of it to actually look good. Certainly not better than what humans can produce. Not anti-AI art. But there is an interesting potential there. But as it is right now, it needs an overhaul. I mean, possibly. I, I don't really agree on that aspect. I just don't get it the fuck out of here. I don't. I, I think I agree. Art I think I like AI art to a degree. There's a lot of people now who use these the, the big tablets and they can draw on it mm -hmm. and it kind of will fix lines and make it look better and will help the artist out. Like, they can fill in different things and then remove lines. Like, these artwork book, the, these tablets, is that not a form of AI helping them create the art? So how is it any different than AI art? For me, I have a lot of stories I would like to tell. I have my, the movie script I wrote definitely could be made into a comic. Mm -hmm. But to pay someone the pages to tell this story when maybe I can spend half of that budget and make an AI thing of it, what I picture it to be, how is it any different? It, I guess you kind of have a point with that. But I mean, at the same time, it, it will never look as like in my heart. I'm like, oh, I'd make this until I make it big. And then I would like to redo it with an actual artist because I know I took... I don't have the art skills, so I'm just paying what's available for me for art skills. But there's nothing that does replace, like, John Romita Jr. Spider-Man flying through the air, or uh, Steve McNiven, the way he draws Wolverine's claws popping out of his yeah. fists. Or even, rest in peace, Steve Dillon, who was the artist for Preacher. Mm. 
But he also did some, my first stuff was like the Wolverine Civil War. There are certain, like people when they draw, it really distinguishes who they are. And it's really cool watching an artist grow and change. And also there's certain things I love. Like John Romano Jr., when he draws Spider-Man, like there's always going to be a funny, a, 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 a violent blood scene where he gets punched a lot and there'll be blood all over the place. Mm-hmm. And the way he draws that blood, it's very cartoony. So it just fits and it looks amazing. Why, if someone else was to do the same scene, I'd be like, ooh, uh, this just seems over the top and outrageous. So I think watching an artist grow is kind of. Yeah, watching their styles evolve and take shape over time. I think that's something that just AI can't really replicate, honestly. But at the same time, I I really like the fact that I, I could use AI technology and tell a story. A way for people who are not artists and have access to the proper money to pay an artist. So I guess the question is: I see your what, point. Would an artist, if I, if they would be paid the same amount of money as AI art, and I wanted to produce a comic, if they don't want to accept that money, what other choice do I have? You just don't produce it. As, I mean, it, the same reason. It's the same reason the of before. why you don't go the uh, Walmart. You don't go to Walmart because, you know, they're the evil empire. They're taking away jobs from local shops and local businesses. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, everyone still shops at Walmart. Very few people have taken this stand of like, oh, no, they are hurting local businesses. They are just conglomerates, you know, like Amazon, you know. Yeah. Amazon's the the next one that people are talking like, oh, we don't like this. But it's just the way things go. So if AI technology is out there and I can produce a whole comic for like a hundred bucks versus maybe half a grand to produce it because they want so many, you know, hundreds of dollars a page. But there's also like the ethics of like that went into how they created this AI technology, right? So they fed in all of these different works of different artists and and fed it into this database for them to be able to create AI art. But now, I mean, we're seeing bits of of, uh, some artist's work ending up in some of this AI created, like their signatures are even showing up. Oh, I didn't hear about that. Yeah, some of their signatures were ending up in some of these AI created Art works of art, but isn't that just what art is? Though it, it, art is somebody like when someone draws Spider Man, they're not creating Spider Man from just their image. They're creating it from what came before. They're creating it from S- Steve Ditko's putting on the page when he created Spider Man, and everyone's doing a rendition of that. Ryan Stegman's, you could say his came from uh, Eric Lawson and. Todd McFarlane's era of drawing. He was influenced by theirs. So if you really took, isn't that just how yeah, evolution of things that's, work? That is being, but there's a filter there. There's a filter of an artist's perception. You know, this is AI taking direct pieces of a work and applying it to a new thing as kind of hodgepodge sort of image. Isn't that, wouldn't you then need to credit the artist? Wouldn't you then need to pay the artist for the use of that piece, that segment. I will say, if it's one of those things where I took a picture of someone's artwork, like uh, my artwork uh, for Russell Donovan, I mm. bought the original piece for his book Superbia. Mm. If someone reproduced that, but I think that it's the fact that, like to me, it's kind of more black and white because there's another sentient human being that is taking a perception of art and paying homage to it is different from scanning in and copying something and then pixelating an image together that's also sampling other artists' work directly. That's that's the dividing line for me, is with, with another artist, there's that more... F- more that filter, that perspective, that perception that every artist has. I guess that's where I don't know is where does this technology, if they honed it in and controlled it, like, listen, we only want, we'll only have artists who approve of themselves being put into this work. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, the technology is here. If yeah, ethics I work d- in, they, they can they can rechange it, start from scratch and be like, all right, we will only have artists that, approve of doing this and so then you'll have like hey who wants to be part of the google ai artwork submit your artwork for yeah submission. I, I think and that then- would be kind of the best way to go about solving this honestly 
is, you know, those artists who, you know, don't, you know, are, are more willing to test the waters on this, could submit for it and, and see in a couple of years where, where we all end up. But I think it's a lot of these artists that are getting upset that they weren't even, like, contacted, that this was being fed into them, into these databases. Well, I mean, look at Comic-Cons. We go to and they're like, don't take picture of my artwork. Like, this is exclusive for them. Yeah. Th- this is a print. You have to buy it. You know, like, don't take mm-hmm. pictures of our prints because... Yeah. That's the and then reason. make your own poster. Yeah, yeah, make your own poster. So I don't. I I, I stand on that verge of I, I agree with you. I I don't like what it's doing to local artists, but me not being very artistic. Yeah, same. And I'm not very artistic. And so myself. I I just stand there going maybe. But that I feel like not being very artistic is just makes me appreciate appreciate artists more. I. I just I think what they can do is amazing and that needs to be acknowledged. And I don't think that AI technology can really come close to that. Well said. I like that because I I just I I think I want the easy answer out. I want uh, the scenes. I can put what I want into the computer like I want this scene. It's going to make this scene for me. And there we go. But how how well will it really look once it puts it together? Is it going to look and and then my other argument is that if enough people do this, is it gonna just start looking the same? That's what I mean. When I, when I put out my book, like you, you're gonna be able to tell, like, oh, this is one of those AI created ones, you know, like clip art. You can tell the people who use clip art yeah. in, in, you know, school or whatever. You're like, oh. I know what this is. You just use this. Yep. So I, I don't think we should just automatically abandon it. I think it might be the future. We just, I think we just need to tread carefully because I think it's the same thing as cell phones. Like when cell phones came out, people were like, you're not going to be able to communicate with people anymore. No one's going to be able to, no one's going to talk to any, anybody. And for a sense, that kind of came true. Yeah. I mean, but I, I like the option of not talking to people. Correct. And I think... I think we just, we evolve with the times. This is the way the artwork, artists are really going to have to step it up. They're going to have to prove themselves that they don't just, I don't know, prove themselves why they're great. And I think action scenes are where it's going to be at. Those still photos when people draw, I, I think that's where AI will achieve. I mean, I, I'd need to see, I'd like to take a look at, at, at an instance of an action sequence like that. Yeah, I, I I looked up a few. I had I had it posted for a little bit, but it's very almost Picasso Picasso way. Hmm. Like it's very becomes geometric, mm-hmm. and so maybe I'll post a few of them when we talk about it. I'll post some of those photos so I can find it because I actually have a new phone, so I have to post the new ones. Okay, yeah, yeah. I had to get a whole new phone over the break. Yes, here. you came to the dark side. Yeah, I now have an iPhone, so. <laughs> I now am stuck with whatever they decide to give me with things. Don't know how well I'll be able to post. It was easy. I had my phone. I could just do whatever I wanted. Yeah, now you just got to sign in a hundred times. And use my fingerprint and then somehow recite this iPhone lore of how much I love them forever (laughs) and ever and give them my soul. Yep, that was in the terms and service. I saw that. Mm -hmm. Amy. It yes. is the end of the year. We we we're still watching a whole bunch of movies, yes, but we, we have are. watched a full of movies. Uh, I'd like to know what your top three worst films were and your favorite films. Uh, either one. Let, let. All right, I want to start with worst. You want to start with worst? All right, we will start with worst. All right. So my worst movies of the year. First of all, The Requin. I've talked about it before. <laughs> That was a bad film. It was a bad... I, when you're rooting for the shark, <laughs> that's not a good sign. But uh, if you guys want to go back to our uh, Halloween episode, I talked in depth about that. I'm not going to rehash it. I'm also going to say that... <laughs> the Monsters. That Monsters movie was terrible. I thought it was so bad. I, I had blocked that out. I didn't have that on my list at all. Probably yeah. should have, but... My movies, I still think I hate worse, so we're doing good. We're going to have different items. Okay. The Monsters was terrible. Yes, it was. <sighs> What's my last one? Hmm. I got to go with Choose or Die. I don't think it, they were all Halloween movies. They all were, they were, all three of them were bad. Choose or Die had so much potential, and it just fucking fell short, and it was, un- like, they were so close, and yet, 
so far. So choose or die was on my list as well. It All was right. my second to last one. Ooh. So the one above that, uh, Jackass Forever. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I forgot did, I had that on the list. I hate that film. I, I, I it was not enjoyable. It, it was just I can't. I can't even remember one scene. I've been like, oh yeah, remember this? Like this, this is what saved a movie. Um, everything was just blah, and everything I'd seen before. Yeah. And so the only difference is now they're older, and I remember Johnny Knoxville has white hair now. That, that yeah. was about it. It was it was terrible. Yes. Uh, my worst film was The Samaritan. Samaritan. I don't know if you've you watched this one. I watched it with my dad. It was the oh. Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. No, I'm sorry, not Arnold It was the Sylvester Stallone movie. Oh, yeah, no, I didn't see this. Where he was this twin of a fighting group guy. Like, the two were twins, and they fought each other. One was good, one was bad, and the one brother has died, and there's a group after him, and then there's another group that just remembers him being a savior. That's... It's long and drawn out. It's terrible. The, this Riveting. kid's the, the, the plot line. The kid. The main story goes with this kid and his adventures through and discovering things, and it's just horrific. The best thing about it is Martin stars in it, and he's like this bookkeeper, and he's like, "Oh, you you found him again, huh? You think you found the Samaritan? Because apparently he's been doing this the whole time." Okay. And he th- that was just. I the mean, highlight. Martin Starr is usually the correct, high point and that was what I was excited anything. for. I was like, "Martin Starr's in this? How bad could it be?" But it it, it was. It was really bad. It, it it was bad. It was horrific. So yeah, that, that was my worst film. So uh, my fe- my best films. You want me to go first? Yeah. All right, so starting at number three. Yes, I have the Weird Al movie. Yes, I enjoyed oh, that movie. Oh, how I could I forget that? that? That's fine. You can't. You can't alter your list now. No, I'm adding it to my top oh, okay. list. Cool. I love everything about that movie. The fact that it was a parody upon a parody. Oh my god, it was amazing. Th- this insane, like Weird Al telling an outrageous tale of his stories and being like. I don't like to sing. Like I create original music now, and no one can parody me. And it's just the meta-ness of it was great. The, the, there was a whole all-star cast. Jack Black was in it for a little bit. Yes, Conan was also in it, so it was great to see him. So I, I really, really enjoyed. And I think Daniel Radcliffe like fucking nailed it. I want. I know it's not going to happen, but I want him to win an Oscar for this. I know I want it to be nominated as well. Like it's. I mean, the song at the end of it, it was Weird Al did it, and he was like, "This can now be an Oscar-nominated original song or something like that." In it was it. something like that. Yeah, like nominate it. Nominate it. I don't so, know why. Come on, Roku. My number two is Spirited. I knew it was going to be up there for you. I really, really love Spirited. It is my favorite. Christmas movie, I think, besides the Muppet Christmas Carol, because the two of them can go too well into each other. Yeah. But I just spirit is just a lot of fun. I like the story of it. It's the songs are great. It's an overall great film and one that I continually listen to on. Yeah, nonstop. you did add it to our uh, Christmas playlist. And I've been listening to it nonstop when you're not around. I'm cleaning the dishes. So there's that. <laughs> And then my number one film, The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent with Nicolas Cage. That movie is everything I wanted to be, hoped it would be, and so much more. <laughs> like every time I wanted more Nicolas Cage, I got it. And at one point you go, I, I don't think I can handle any more Nicolas Cage. Oh, yes, I can. Hi. <laughs> it's like when you're so full from dinner and you're like, I can't eat anything. I'm so stuffed and this is so good. And they're like, do you want pie? And you're like, I love pie. <laughs> yes, I will have pie. Yes, just the fact that there was also Nicolas Cage playing Nicolas Cage as like his No, he was playing Nicky Cage. Nicky Cage, a figment of his, you know, a branch of himself Beautiful. talking to Beautiful. himself. Beautiful. Also, Pedro Pascal, so great. What an adorable guy. I know. I, I, I really think I'm growing a a likeness to him. I, I in the Mandalorian he's okay. He's I just, okay. 
And I know in Wonder Woman he's in it and he's just okay. Him this playing movie, more eccentric characters is just what I've wanted to see. He is just a delight in this movie. I love him. <laughs> like, it was just pure joy watching him. And he's just like, hello, Mr. Nicholas Cage. Would you like to read my movies, maybe? And I'm like, ah, oh, I get that. Yes, and just not, just so good. The fact that it was very aware of itself, that it was talking about how it was self-aware of of what was happening in the same plot of them collaborating and writing their own movie script together, and then being like, "Oh, is the movie script really about our friendship?" <laughs> like it was so great. It was amazing. There's just so much like. This movie is layered. It's. I was scared to watch it because I wanted it to be as good as it is. And I'm so happy it is because I'm like, yeah. this movie's perfect. So what, what are yours, Amy? Let us hear. All right. So number three, I had Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. I stand by this movie. I think it is so good. Really? Yes. I, I don't even know if it's in my top ten. I know. That is. But like, I love Wanda. <laughs> and I kind of really enjoyed seeing her become the Scarlet Witch and become this character, just this evil character, essentially. It's not a bad choice. Everything about that movie was... Sam Raimi did such an amazing job with it. Like, it was a horror movie. Yeah, it was a lot more horror elements, and that's where Sam Raimi obviously kind of shines. Where it, So he just brought that, the visual aspect of it, the darkness and the darkness of, and tone as well. I just well. didn't realize you loved it that much. Yeah. Like, I know I just, you liked it. I know you've been asking to watch it again, and I'm just like, ah, you should really, if you like it this much, you should ask me more. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, jeez. I didn't really... Okay, what's number two? Number two, and I'm really surprised you didn't put this on here. Clerks 3. It's in my top five. It's in your top five. Clerks 3, I love it. And go ahead, t talk about why you like it, and then I will destroy it, so... I just... I, th I thought it was a beautiful ending to the trilogy. Like, you know, we kind of saw these guys' entire lives and, and you know, just see them go from... The, the convenience store to movies back to the convenience store and, and then with uh, Randall writing his own film and having a heart attack and, you know, his brush with death. I just thought it was a really, you know, a, a really great mirror of, of how we can get so uh, wrapped up into our own shit and not even realize that, like, oh, you know, my, my best friend could not be here the next day. Because of, you know, not taking care of himself. I agree. And that's why it's up there for me. But my problem with the film is how many times is he going to show us the Clerks movie? Like, if you really look at the script of this film, how much of it was original dialogue? Or how much of it was just him replaying the same scenes that he's done his whole entire life? Like redoing Clerks, hmm. redoing um, because in J the Jane and Silent Bob reboot, he kind of does the same thing, where he does his whole thing of like oh, I'm Kevin Smith, and they keep him calling him Kevin James. Yeah, and he's like, yeah, I'm Kevin Smith, and I, I just you know I almost died from a heart attack, and so I just wanted to make this movie for you. We already got that already. It was just kind of like I I love it, like because it is a continuation. I can. Really see how this movie, if you really think about it, the the next they could do another Clerks movie about Clerks two. Yeah, because the Clerks three movie technically is about, about Clerks, Clerks one, and then he stops it to make it him the star. Like it, it's a very ingenious way of doing it, and that's why I give him credit. I just don't know if it's in my top three movies because of that reason. Hmm. Because of this, I feel like he just kept on telling us the same story. And then there was that, uh, like, not that he he wrote it with them, but there were people who redid the Clerks movie of how it was filmed, like the behind-the-scenes stuff, and he was kind of involved in that. Mm -hmm. I feel like it, it just feels like a cop-out a little bit. Uh-huh. Yeah. Pun fully intended. Exactly. Like, it, it's, it's good. <clears throat> it's good. I love the callbacks. Like, as a... View a skew universe person. 
I don't know how I would change it. But as a film critic, a person who looks at film and when you compare it to other films, I feel like it falls short. All right. Well, I mean, that's just how I feel. Yeah. I mean, I'm sorry. Like, it, it could change. I love it clerks. Change. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I don't want Kevin Smith to be like this asshole right here. You know what is he? No. Because <laughs> I love clerks. But I just I, I I like the call of the shit as it is. Yeah. And I just feel like it's a cop out. All right. Strong words. Uh. So then, do you want to hear what my number one is? Yeah. Let me destroy that one too. No. Let me let me hear what your number one is. Let's do this. Do you have an idea of what it could be? I I do. And 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 it it would be the movie above Clerks for me of why it would, like it's my number this one. Okay. Uh. My favorite movie of the year so far, and probably is going to stay this way, the Bob's Burgers movie. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. I just thought it did, it was a wonderful, like, one-off. I've seen it multiple times at this point. The music is so great. I I love the concept. Like, Louise's storyline is amazing. I just, I love that just every, all the characters that you like are in it. And it does, it has the same feel as the show. I will it, not say, uh, Bill Hader is not in it. That That is the one negative, I feel. But even Jordan Peele and came back to do voices for the movie. Like, I, it's just, it was so good. <laughs> it had no right to be that fucking good. That's, yet, that's how well I think Massive Talent is above this film. Because don't... Everything you said is right, but it's got an amazing soundtrack. The yep. movie is phenomenal to watch. I feel like maybe it's not movie level. Like, I feel like it's just an expanded television show. Like, I just didn't get like, oh, it needed to be a movie. It could have been just a TV special. It could have just been a two-part arc. Yeah, but I mean, there there hasn't been like a Bob's Burgers special. They've really all been the standard, you know, twenty one minute episodes. Correct. So the it didn't feel like a movie. Like I just like they never they missed something, and I don't know what it is. So don't be like, <laughs> don't ask me. Don't ask me. There's something missing that makes it not a movie. All right. And I don't know what it is. I think your lack of the thing is a weakening point to your argument. It is. And I, I don't have an answer, but it's missing something. It's like eating an amazing steak and being like, it's perfect. It's just missing something. And it might be because I, you know, I missed a little bit of salt. It should have a little bit more salt. It was missing something to make it not a movie. And you know what? I think maybe I just thought about this. Right. Thank you, peanut butter whiskey. What if this movie it doesn't need? Did Felix exist before the TV show? No, like he did they, not exist before this. If film. they created a character for the show that was like gonna be in the show from then on, yeah, this this was an important thing. But that could have been any special as well. So it doesn't really need to be a movie. It's just it's it's missing something, and I don't know what it is. All right, and that was not it. No, it wasn't. I, I don't know what it is. I'll figure it out. <laughs> All right. Well, I gave you my list. You've debated my list. Your list is great. Like, for me, it, it was Massive Talent, Spirited, Weird Al, Bod's Burgers, and Clerks. Mm. Like, it's not like it's far off. You're not yeah. wrong. It's just the reason why they weren't my top. Because they just missed something. Like, with Massive Talent, I felt like I got everything out of this film that I wanted. I think the only thing maybe I didn't get was a Lord of War reference, but maybe I missed it. Like, yeah. it's a movie I mean, I'd I like to rewatch. Yeah, this is a movie that probably has other Easter eggs hidden that maybe we missed. You know, and maybe once we watch a couple more Nick Cage movies. Like, I never saw Snake Eyes. I haven't seen... There's so many... Like, I was going on a whole journey of this before the movie came out. Yeah. So... Like I said, it filled everything I need, but at the same time, my number one, I feel like my number one soundtrack on Spotify I've listened to is Bob's Burgers. Yeah. I mean, you did add it to our chill playlist. So it's not a bad choice. I don't, it's not like I hate your movies. I just, I, I Bob's Burgers disappoint. It, it missed something and I don't know what it is. Again, 
until you can come up with that thing. I think you're you're a weak ass. So argument. I lost. I lost because I can't think of it. You you, yes. you you don't agree. You think it's it's the best movie ever? No. Um. I not the best movie ever. I think it's the best movie of the year that I've seen. And I stick by that. I do think, uh, since you said I couldn't revise my list, yep. I I did not add the unbearable weight of massive talent. So maybe this isn't my final, final list. But Bob's Burgers is going to be at the top, most likely. Most likely, it will probably stay at number one. So that's fair. So, But we've uh, got a lot of more movies to watch, so... We're gonna keep continue this uh, probably until uh, Yeah Be Day. That's right. It's coming up. Uh, we decided for my birthday we're gonna do the Wade Box Challenge. Yeah, so that's gonna be fun. So it's gonna be a party. He's my Eskimo uncle. So <laughs> I, yeah. Uh, Wait, tell that quick story. So in in Elmira, we have a it used to be a very similar to the Rumble Ponies. Here they were a actual divisional group. Um, I think they were part of the Yankees or the Red Sox, one of the two. Mm-hmm. And so the Pioneers played, and the players would go on to play in the, in, in the professional leagues from Elmira. Mm-hmm. So Wade Boggs played for Elmira Pioneers. During that time, he was dating my aunt. So they they had they were dating for a while. Wade loved her. He proposed to her, and my aunt was like... <laughs> No, I don't want to date a baseball player. I need someone with a more reliable paycheck. <laughs> and said no to Wade Boggs. Oh, my God. Wade Boggs leaves Amira, goes, plays for... The, so who would know that Wade Boggs then goes to play for the, the Red Sox and the Yankees and Tampa Bay and becomes this huge, big, mega baseball star? Yep. Like, my aunt is a dummy. <laughs> like, how do you miss out, like... You're like, nah, nah. I, I, I've always wanted to ask her. I've never asked her, A, because I've never seen her. <laughs> like, her and my dad don't get along, so, like, I don't ever see my grandmother's side of, the, or my dad's side of the family. Yeah. The only time I did was when my grandmother died. That was the last time I saw anybody or mm-hmm. talked to them. Like, it's, they just don't talk. And so I, that, that's my number one question if we were ever in a group. And I was talking, I was like, you dated Wade Boggs? <laughs> I mean, and it's he a proposed pr- and you said no. no. And like, all I can say was, like, I just don't know the answer. So in honor of that, I have been trying to do the Wade Boggs challenge. I think you were trying to do the Wade Boggs challenge before that. I know, but now I have a thing to call it, like a, a, yes. a goal. So this is the year I think I will be able to do it. All right, I can't wait to watch you. Get so that is my goal for this so next sloppy. season. Uh, in January, when we open up, maybe we'll do a live. We can do a live stream, maybe of it that for would at least be, part of it. Oh my god, yes! Let me know if you guys want to see. It. You want to see a live stream of me doing the Wade Boggs challenge? But let's do it. So let's do it because we're ending the year. Wade Boggs, twenty twenty three. So we we have been through a lot this year, Amy. We 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 have bought a house. We've done. She- we did. We we did She Hulk. We watched all of that. Yeah, we we, we watched so many Marvel movies, so many. And television shows. You've watched Dragon Ball Z. There has been so much yeah. happen. What is one of your Power favorite? Rangers? Yup, and and even that. Like there has been so much that's happened this year. What's your favorite thing that's happened? I think being able to watch Pokemon for the first time. Honestly, being able to watch it has just been just something that I really enjoyed. I've enjoyed, you know, the little episodes about Totodile and I'm a dealer. <laughs> and seeing Totodile and, and and you know, being able to watch the movies now too, after just watching the third one with Entei and uh seeing Charizard come back. Like watching his characters and his Pokemon still have this connection to Ash is just really like what I would have always wanted in real life. Oh. I just want real life to be like Detective Pikachu. That's fun. And walk around with Pokemon. I like that. Yeah. That's a good answer. Yeah. Mine is I I just really enjoyed Trificon and getting a lightsaber. Ooh. Like that 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 yes. the highlight is is just us all hanging out together, me, my brother my yeah. sister-in-law, Rocky, you were just all chilling and having fun and just... All right, can I do an honorable mention? <laughs> no, yours is good, too, because, like, my sister did some stalking and bought Amy this Totodile... The best Christmas present ever. This Totodile rock that's supposed to, like, help. Crystal. It's a... I don't understand. Okay. Full disclosure. 
podcaster friends. I don't understand rocks and healing elements, stones, the stuff, these crystal stuff. I don't understand them. It doesn't make any sense to me. She's explained it to me. Friends have explained it to me. I don't get it. So please explain this totodile stone. Yeah, um, I the the name of it the uh, escapes me, but um, basically it's supposed to have healing elements and help to cure insomnia and restlessness that type of thing. And uh, I don't know about you, but I've been sleeping pretty well since we came home. I know my sister got you this. Like I know she likes this rock stuff too. Yeah. And so, like, she got you this rock thing because she, you also believe in this rock thing power. Rock and, like, power. it's cool that you guys can bond over this weird rock loving thing. Um, but yeah, it's been, it was like laser carved into the shape of Totodile from Pokemon. And yeah, which it's is one of your favorites. It's the cutest thing ever. It is it's adorable. so cute. It looks exactly like Totodile, but it's in like this blue, beautiful. Crystal, I love it. It's my favorite thing. So thank you so much, Katie and Ryan. <laughs> so that that will do it for us at Fresh Death Comics. This is the end of the season. The end of 2022. So we will come back. Maybe we'll introduce it with the Wade Boggs Challenge. That could be fun. That would be fun. But we're going to give ourselves you know, a couple weeks off. We'll figure out what we're going to do for the new season. Some kind of fun thing. Yeah. And we'll be back with the season premiere. 2023, here we come. Are so Amy, like when we come back, we'll be ready for the season premiere of season number eight. I can't believe we've gotten that far. We've been doing it for a long time, so I I can't wait. Season, season number eight, episode one coming soon. Coming soon. Thank you, friends and fans of the pod. We wouldn't be here without you, so keep on keeping on and inputting everyone from Seattle, the Germany, yes, the the Hutcherson, Kansas. I've been amazed at all everyone who's been listening to the show. Thank you so much. We we are we are appreciative this holiday season for you guys. Yes. You're you're seeing everyone watching the show from all areas of the world, the world is pretty awesome. It's so cool. I, it's I, great. I, I I saw that we were in Africa for a few few of the places. Oh. That was really cool. Didn't South America that. we were down in hey. there. Hey. Like, it's just kind of cool. We're kind of getting all over, and it's only because you guys. Like, you guys share it and talk about it and end up watching, listen to us. And subscribing. So, we appreciate you guys. We love your faces. And we'll see, see you, you next in 2023. Year. Happy New Year's. Peace.